Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So they're looking for that number two that has ideally three-level ability. That's what you really want. Because even though we've seen Diggs get vertical, Diggs is not truly a vertical dimension. I mean, he can get vertical, as we've discussed, because of his route-running ability and his ability to set up corners because he's really good in and out of breaks. He's really good at getting corners to turn and to get off their spot. But at the end of the day, he's not a true vertical dimension. That's Greg Cosell from the Combine with the guys at One Bills Live. Good Wednesday morning, Jeremy White and Jody Biasi. And on the Western Hotline for his Wednesday hit with us at this time of day is Joe Marino of the Draft Network and the Locked on Bills podcast. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good morning, guys. How's that, that comment from Greg Cosell hit you? Right, right about exactly right what the Bills need, a three-level receiver? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've been talking about that for a while, and I really appreciate what he said about Stefan Diggs and that he can win vertically, but it's not necessarily his strength. And when you think about some of the dynamics of this offense that you know Ken Dorsey wants with the vertical passing game, the lack of a true burner, right, in that regard um, is, is something that I think is, is missing. And with you know, even with Gabe Davis, who's a good down-the-field receiver, you know, he's not a guy that offers a ton of speed. So uh, it, it'd be exciting to think about what this offense could – could do with that true legitimate down the field I can run past the defense type of guy uh, to add to this offense I think that'll make everyone else a lot better and improve the spacing overall your, your latest episode is a full mock offseason free agency salary cap draft 53 man roster when I get to that a little bit and get to the tight end conversation that's starting to pick up but you know on this point that you just made about receivers Joe is there a is there a phrase in the scouting report? Like if a Bills fan is reading about a prospect, reading about a player, is there a phrase they should want to see? Whether it's, um, I feel like you've used it before, like stacking the defensive back because the speed right out of the gate, like a guy that can hit 10 yards faster, the guy who gets to full speed faster. What are the operative terms? If a fan's out there reading about all these players, what do they want to see in a scouting report for a good fit for this kind of player? Well, Something that I'll put in my scouting reports is that they are a three-level threat. Um, I think you're looking for words like twitchy, um, 
explosive yards after catch ability uh, can win down the field. Like those are, those are those buzzwords and phrases that you're looking for. And as you see uh, the, the most complete, uh, you know, skill sets out there, that's where you would want the bills to, to kind of be gravitating towards. And it's not a situation where these do everything receivers have to be like top 10 picks. If that's not the case, like you could even look at a guy like Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, who I think is probably a midday do pick. I describe him as do everything. Uh, so I, I think it's important to kind of distinguish here that do everything doesn't mean this unicorn top 10 player. They're available throughout the draft. It's about giving them the opportunity within your offense and unlocking their potential. So. I think that's an important uh, note to make here. And and how much of this, Joe, is about, you say, unlocking potential? Like You're not kicking Gabriel Davis to the curb. You're trying to find ways to make what he does more useful, unlocking him with another receiver in the formation. Yeah, absolutely. And and whether that's a true pure slot receiver that is really savvy at beating zone coverage and uh, finding leverage and becoming available and how that will help Gabe Davis because – you kind of pick up the missing components of Gabe's skill set with that player or another true outside receiver or maybe somebody who's interchangeable, but that can, you could put on the same side of the, of, of a formation with Gabe Davis and utilize where Gabe does win, which is in that intermediate to deeper portion of the field where he can really use timing route tempo, uh, his play strength to create leverage to complement that player. So yes, it's, you know, I'm lukewarm on Gabe. That's pretty well established. But I think you can get more consistency and still get production out of Gabe Davis by adding this other skill set. I think it'll help him a ton. We've been talking a little bit about tight end, Joe, the last uh, day or so. Bean talked about it a couple of times, how deep the class is. Uh, Sal's been writing about it. So I guess two-part for you. One, how good is this tight end class? Is it really as deep as Bean is saying? And two, is that... Any sort of idea for you for the Bills at 27? Well, I, I'm in on this tight end class. I think corner and tight end are probably your, your best two position groups in this class. And I think you've got probably six tight ends, realistically, that I think should be first or second round picks, which is a ton. That's a lot. Um, so I'm in. I mean, it, it's a good class, really good talent at tight end. Um, as far as it being an option for the Bills at 27, I mean, I think you start with being honest about what your real appetite is for 12 personnel, uh, two tight end sets. And last year, you know, I, I spent a lot of time last offseason talking about the dynamics of Ken Dorsey and Mike Shula. And I, I'm a big fan of, of looking at mutual success together when coaches unite and seeing what those ingredients are that made them successful there and, and expecting them to replicate that. It happens over and over in the NFL. Well, Mike Shula, Ken Dorsey, Carolina Panthers – Greg Olson, Jeremy Shockey. It was it was a good situation. Like over over twenty percent of their market share went to tight ends. I think actually pushing thirty percent, actually twenty eight percent, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And when the Bills signed OJ Howard to go with the addition of Mike Shule and the promotion of Ken Dorsey, I started really pounding the drum, saying, "Look, I think twelve personnel can really be a thing." And then it wasn't right. So <laughs> I feel a little burned on that take. Uh, but it seems like it's it's um, it's lighting back up right now, and so the clues are certainly there. Um, it would be an interesting layer to the offense. There's a there's a good conversation to be had about the economics of tight ends. Like if you want the best receivers in the NFL, it's thirty million dollars a season. If you want the best tight ends, it's like fifteen or sixteen. And so like if you want to 
play the value game with playmakers, it is in tight ends. And so there's a, there's a, a lot of good that could come from it. But until it happens, I'm a little – I'm a little uh, standoffish on the idea of it actually coming to fruition. Well, let's let's get to the same kind of conversation about tight end that we just had about receiver. If they were going to do it and we're interested in 12 personnel, what kind of tight end would, would you want? I mean, everybody wants, of course, the perfect fit, but would you think they would want more of a guy that is a blocker, that can, that can help them in the run game? Is Knox adequate enough in the passing game and getting down the field that you wouldn't want another one? Or you would because you could be um, more difficult to defend. So what type of tight end do you think would make sense? Well, I, I would – first be honest about what I think Dawson Knox is because I think that's where you can find out what complementary skill set you want I mean Dawson Knox is ain't long term you know a pricey tight end so you know in him I think you do have that move piece the guy that you can play in the slot flex out play out of the backfield um, and and use the athleticism to win down the field I'd actually argue that that's been an underutilized component of Dawson Knox's game even over the last two years where it's you know he's been productive um, they haven't used him down the seam and vertically to the degree of which I think he's capable of winning. And so w- with m- that being my belief of Dawson Knox's skill set, I become more interested in the guy that can be more of a traditional inline player that can, you know, help you as a blocker. And I know that everybody wants to talk about pass catching skill, but the blocking component, if you're going to run 12 personnel is really going to matter. And you want him probably more attached to the formation. And I'd be looking for a little bit more catch radius, uh, a little bit more savvy zone beater and, and a guy that can read coverage on the fly and, and know where to make themselves available. So I, I, I find myself wanting more of that skill set to go with Dawson Knox because I think you have that more versatile receiving profile in Dawson Knox. So I'd want more of the other stuff in the, in the number two player. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and the Lockdown Bills podcast. I mentioned your your episode today, I listened to it on the drive-in, is about the mock-off season and a lot of stuff. And you started with restructuring deals. And I feel like this is a very important thing to bring up heading into next week with free agency, that the Bills do have a bit of room to restructure a maneuver to a point where free agency, if they want to bring in, of course, players before the draft, if they want to sign some some decent contracts, they will have some ability to do it. I, I, I don't know if it's being sold that they are in cap jail or anything like that, but there are moves that we should expect probably in the coming days, week, to free up room to make it so they have some freedom come free agency. Yeah, I think the two that you're going to see is a base restructure for Josh Allen. That'll create over $21 million in cap space. And, you know, as far as a base restructure goes, it's, it's a very um, – routine thing uh the player gets more money now and doesn't lose any money in the future right it's a good thing for the player and it winds up being a good free thing for the team because they get more cap flexibility um it really just comes down to is your ownership willing to write big checks up front and and terry pagula absolutely is and that's why the bills have been able to manipulate the cap the way that they have over the last several of off seasons and so i think you'll see that happen with josh allen uh, they can do a roster bonus conversion with Von Miller to free up almost $11 million more dollars. Uh, you look at this crop of players and Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, Trey White, and Stephon Diggs, you can look at any one of them for a restructure for about $6 million, um, as kind of like your most common sense ways to clear cap space. And then something will happen with the Naheem Hines contract. There's no chance that he comes back and plays under the deal that he's currently signed, which includes zero guaranteed money. So Naheem Hines is owed nothing by the Bills 
which puts the Bills at a massive point of strength in, hey, we, this doesn't work, uh, but we can give you this, and he'd probably take it. Uh, and then you have Isaiah McKenzie as a player that you can free up uh, about $2.5 million if you release him. So I think those are the types of moves that I would expect. Um, and I think Brandon Bean has enough levers that he can pull to create anywhere between 30 and $50 million in available cap space uh, for him to do whatever he thinks is necessary to get this team over the hump. Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills podcast here on the West Her Hotline. So in your mock offseason that you did on the show, um, defensively is still like Edmonds and Poyer would walk, I'm assuming, but whether or not Edmonds comes back, is that still to you like the biggest thing to figure out or the biggest sway, I would guess, one way or the other for what the offseason looks like? It's absolutely the huge pivot point. Um, if you don't sign Tremaine Edmonds and – that frees up a lot of different opportunities, right? Because I, I certainly think Tremaine Edmonds is going to push for 17 to $20 million average per season. Well, if you don't commit that to Tremaine Edmonds, you can either A, do less cap manipulation, or B, do the same level of cap manipulation, but probably sign a couple of additional players um, in addition to a linebacker to uh, replace Tremaine Edmonds. So, um, yeah, there's, um, there's absolutely opportunity costs to consider uh, with Tremaine Edmonds. In, in my offseason, my mock offseason, I did have the Bills re-signing Tremaine Edmonds as part of 14 players that were either re-signed or signed from a new team. So uh, we, we found plenty of ways to to get some deals done and create cap space. It's, it's interesting, Joe. Like You almost wonder if you know, you've got draft boards and they do mock drafts, and I wonder if Brandon Bean has done a mock offseason where, all right, well – if Tremaine re-signs with us, which I think the Bills would probably want that to happen, then we go down this road. And if he, on the opening day of free agency, signs a big deal with the Lions, it's okay. You know, uh, Plan B. <laughs> the number of things that could change in yeah. your mock offseason. All of a sudden, you've got you know an $18 million hole that you could spend it on linebacker, whether that's Bobby Wagner or the Vikings guy, Eric Hendricks, that was just let go. Like, Are there... I guess, suitable options for that plan B? Because it, it would seem that you've opened a very, very big hole. That Would that be priority one that you have to fill? Last year, we corner two seemed to be the consensus number one hole to fill. And if Edmonds walks on day one of free agency, then consensus number one hole to fill is his spot? Well, I think I think if there's a strong case to be made for that. I, I'm sure there's some, some Bills fans listening right now that would say, uh, no, it's guard <laughs> to replace right. Roger Saffold, no matter what. Or it, you know, a lot of people wanting the Bills to lean into offense at the you know defense. Figure it out, uh, offense. This is where you really need the firepower. So um, I can I can understand a lot of different viewpoints on um, what the top priority would be. So I don't know if there would be that consensus position like we've seen in the past. Um, but you know, for me, it would be pretty big. I mean, you're talking about your Mike linebacker in a a base nickel defense where that guy's responsible for a lot of real estate against the run and the pass. Uh, I'd be real concerned about finding that replacement. But I think you mentioned a couple of names there, Eric Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, if you wanted that veteran. If Levante David gets away from the Buccaneers, you'd have to think he's an option. And then like the Bobby Okereke's of the world with, with the Colts, you know, he's a player that really intrigues me that has length and movement and uh, range that, that you, you, you know, not maybe to the degree of Tremaine at his size, but you get a lot of it. David Long with the Titans. So I think there's options, and, and that's a good thing, and they'll, they'll be cheaper than Tremaine. 
Um, but, you know, in Tremaine, you get five years of time on task in your system, in your building, you know what you have, um, and you feel like there's a lot invested there and, and still plenty of, of good football left for him, obviously. You know, five-year pro and entering his age 25 season. I mean, he's a pretty rare guy. As you mentioned, guard, philosophically, do you think it's the time to invest in it? They have they have used patchwork, right, on the interior of their line, other than Cody Ford, who they had at guard. He was drafted to be a tackle, I, right. I feel like. Yes. So like, do you feel like they should stay the course of the patchwork guard, or is it finally time to really kind of lock a spot in there if you can? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not really in love with the patchwork job that's been done. If you think about Roger Saffold and Brian Winters and um, Quentin Spain, right? Like Feliciano, like how many times can you do the patchwork thing and commit three to five? I mean, Saffold this year, seven, eight million dollars to this player that is going to come in and just not be a tomato can for you. Um, and how how many years in a row are we talking about guard? You know, so. I'd like to see either uh, a, a high pick um, on a player um, or go into one of these better free agent options. And I, I think the, the the available free agents really match up with the Bills. I don't know if they're going to go in in on like the twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollar year guards like an Isaac Ciamalo from the Eagles or Ben Powers from the Ravens or Dalton Risner from the Broncos. Like if they want to really go in, that's those are the high ticket players, but. I think there's a next tier um, of guys and and a player that I really like in Nate Davis uh, with the Tennessee Titans that um, I think would be a really good $7, $8 million a year guard. Uh, David Edwards, um, a player that uh, Aaron Cromer, the Bills offensive line coach, is certainly familiar with uh, from their time together with the Rams where he became a rookie starter as a fifth-round pick and has been a good player. The concern there is two concussions that limited him to four games last year. Um, but um, he's he's played really good football in the in the three and a half seasons before this. So you know I think that's probably the world that the Bills live in. But the good thing if they were to go after a Davis or an Edwards is you're talking about you know 25 year old, 26 year old free agents that have starting experience and have some upward mobility. You know that's kind of where I'd like to see them go as opposed to all right uh, long term starter um, comes available one year deal. They're not that good. You know I, I I'd want that. Uh, mid-level investment in a player with uh, some experience, some youth, and some upward mobility. We had a caller last hour ask us about like trade ideas and if the is there a guy the Bills could move that'd be a year you move him a year too early rather than lose him for nothing or have it be a year too late. And Ed Oliver was the only name we could really yeah. come up with for that. And I, I think maybe we've asked you about him before, but just to reset on that as an idea, he they would save ten plus million on the cap. I guess how how real an idea should that be that the Bills are considering? And for you, like how, given what Oliver's been, how easy do you think it would be to replace Oliver uh, if they were to think about moving him at this point? Well, he's he's certainly that guy when you consider um, logical trade players that you would part with um, because of the cap savings and you know maybe some reluctancy to really pay him beyond this season, um, and so. Could you get a, a, a second in a sixth or something like that in exchange for him and then use that cap space to get a couple of players right at, at defensive tackle in free agency? And I think there's a good good amount of, of interior defensive linemen that the Bills could look at to, to replace him. Um, some names, David Anyameta from the Saints, uh, Larry Agonjobi, who's a nice young player, Matt Ioannidis. Um, you know, there's, there's Colin Saunders, there's, there's players that they could, they could look to and, uh, 
you know, kind of have a similar conversation to one that we had with Tremaine Edmonds. So, I mean, the Bills have been around Ed for four years. I, I think they're fully aware of who he is and who he isn't. And um, if they don't think that there's a whole lot there for them after this season and he's not an extension candidate, then I think you do lean into that idea and see what you can get in return for him and then also factoring in, okay, because of that cap clearance, we can now sign these players and really have to you know, weigh the pros and cons there. But I, I can be convinced that that's a worthwhile idea, but it does come with, okay, you got to sell me on a plan to, to, to have um, uh, a good three-tech because maybe Ed Oliver isn't everything you wanted him to be as a top-ten pick, and you certainly become disappointed when you stack him up against the other first-round defensive tackles, but he's still a good starting three technique. And and I think that's something to be mindful of. And so um, there's options, but you know you you, you got to weigh it all out. And I think there's probably a good path, but you know does it always all come together like that? I'm not sure. I don't want to assume that it would, but it's certainly interesting. Last before we let you go, Joe, I want to get your thoughts real quick. Next time we talk next Wednesday, Aaron Rodgers could be with the Jets. How yeah. threatening would it be to the Bills' claim to the AFC East? I think I think it, it's huge for the Jets. I think that they become a team I would I would expect to, to at least be a wild card team um, that would win at least ten games. I mean, their defense really took off. It, it'll you know it shouldn't be worse next year. A lot of young players, uh, developing young players on offense. Think about Garrett Wilson and what he did in year one, and then they're going to get Elijah Vera Tucker back, and they're going to get Brees Hall back, and. Um, they got some really good infrastructure in place from young talent. And I think Aaron, they're, they're that type of team that you say they're a quarterback away. Um, so I, I think it'll really help them for next year. Um, I, beyond that's where I get nervous, right? Because it's been a circus for like the last three, four years with Aaron Rodgers. And we're talking about the, the that market, right? And I mean, look at the history of the Jets and Giants. They just, neither one of them have really ever had consistently high level quarterback play from anybody. And I think, like there's something to that market and the challenges there. Um, so, you know, it, it, you probably get a oh, maybe a one year bump, but I'd be really nervous about parting with you know lots of draft capital um, for this. But I think you have some desperation. Woody Johnson, I mean, has never had a franchise quarterback as the owner. Sala and Joe Douglas, the GM and head coach, are entering kind of like a make or break year. Um, you could see them going all in for this year and living with whatever the fallout is. So. I think it's a really good bump for them next year, but I'd be very concerned about the long-term consequences of, the, of a move like that for the Jets. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and the Locked On Bills podcast for his Wednesday spot. Thanks, Joe. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk again next week. And by next week, could have Rodgers news, could have uh, Lamar Jackson news. Lamar's able to talk to teams on the 13th. So maybe not by then. What would have to happen? Would they trade him before the 13th? At they could do that. We could at least get reports about a team that says we are interested as opposed to all the teams that yesterday said they were not right. going to be in on it. We'll get a break in. Phone calls and better to forget it. I, I got Joe. I think I've got a genius idea. I think I've got. Okay. I think it's a it's the next phase of something we've all come to love. I'm ready for it to take the next step. I'll tell you about it and better to forget it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh, the particulars are interesting to 82 million dollars over two years for daniel jones which is much much better, much more than, say, the $32 million franchise tag, then another tag the next year. $94 million virtually guaranteed at signing. That means upon signing his name, that basically is, is what he gets. A significant commitment for the New York Giants for their franchise quarterback. Plus, they make their cap number in year one a little better. And the best thing is they don't have to do this again in July or next year. They lock in Daniel Jones. He is now their guy. Ian Rappaport on the Daniel Jones contract rg3 nfl analyst tweeted out Derek carr got 37 and a half geno smith got 35 ain't no way daniel jones should get 40 million or more per year mm. and said the system is broken did you see the comment that an anonymous nfl gm made on daniel jones and what the giants did yesterday no but i'd love to hear it um pulling it up right now but essentially it was along the lines of Giving Daniel Jones that contract is crazy. Giving Barkley that much money is even more insane. That's from an anonymous GM. I'd like that GM to put their name on that. What are they ashamed of? 
Say it. I also kind of want to guess at who that GM is. I want to rule out Brandon Bean, probably, right? Yeah, he wouldn't, He's, he wouldn't be trashing Joe Shane's signings. Y- you would think. <laughs> Maybe NFC East. Maybe it's Jerry Jones. He's a GM. Yeah, right. So the the Daniel Jones, he's on the book for $82 million guaranteed. Yep. Saquon Barkley, $10 million on a franchise tag. I, all right, I'm going to... I'd like a quick... We don't have exact cap hits and such yet. At least right. Track doesn't have them up yet. I got a quick thought on this. For if 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 you'll indulge me, and we've got better to forget it too. Sure. I would like to introduce the entire NFL world to the passage of time. Okay. We're gonna, we're do this every year. We do this every year. Every year, people are going to be. I can't believe so and so signed for this money. Next year, Garoppolo will sign for forty-seven. The cap goes up, guys. What's everybody so worried about? The Giants made an $82 million commitment. That's actually starting $40 million like starting quarterback money now. Allen is on the books for 43 a year. Spoiler alert. I, uh, be- I bet he gets a redone deal several times, and by the time he's done, he's going to be making $68 million a year. This is the passage of time. Is it? Does it part of it seem worse, though, because... Jones got a $40 million contract a year deal on the day nobody wants to talk to Lamar Jackson. That's weird. It's also weird that the Giants were negotiating probably against themselves. The right. Fran- the franchise tag, they could have guaranteed him $32 million on one year. But they inst- wanted to do it with Barkley. Instead, yeah, they want the franchise tag for Barkley. and they- Which, I guess if you are dead set on, we want both of them back, this probably is the way to do it. Rather than give Barkley the big long-term contract and pay Jones the franchise tag. It is worth asking. Okay, if Daniel Jones, if they had said to Daniel Jones, like, all right, Barkley gets the franchise tag, and we have not met, we've not been able to get a deal done with Jones, who does he sign with? Does anybody give him $82 million? Do, that's a good question. Does does Washington give him that to get him away? Do the Carolina Panthers give him that? Maybe somebody does. Maybe because it's, it's not. If you're saying it's not that crazy, I mean, like Deshaun Watson goes to the open market and gets a fully guaranteed contract, right. and Rogers, Rogers cap hit it this year is sixty. Yeah, <laughs> like so to, for him to get forty, maybe it's not that crazy that someone else would give it. It to was him. a few years ago that Dak, the he was laughed out of a room on ESPN or whatever for saying he wanted more than thirty, and he was paid forty within the year. Yeah, like these salaries are going up so much. That I just don't, I, I don't feel the urge to get all bent out of shape about how much Daniel Jones gets paid. His his guaranteed money is eighty two million. Patrick Mahomes' guaranteed money was a half of a billion. <laughs> B half of a billion dollars guaranteed to Mahomes. Eighty two is not a lot by comparison. By comparison, is that wrong? The guaranteed money. What was Derek Carr's guaranteed money? Hundred. If you compare it to that, it's not bad at it's all. Not that bad because he's what's, at least Derek Carr. What's Joe Burrow's guaranteed money going to be? Three hundred and eighty-seven million, yeah. something like that. Getting all bent out of shape about eighty-two. This is the cost of the business. There's enough money. No one's going poor. The Giants, especially, are the not Giants going are poor. not poor. I just I think it's like this reactionary thing to every time well the system is broken. The system is doing exactly what it is designed to do. Albert Breer even had a comment like the, the reason these teams aren't signing Lamar is because the quarterback market is out of whack. Out of whack? What's out of whack? All right. The salary cap is determined by revenue. The money is given to the players. This guy's 
the quarterbacks are the most expensive players because they're the hardest to find, they're the most important, there's a scarcity of the position. Of course these guys get big money. Even the bad ones do. Chase Daniel, did he make more money than anybody as a backup? Case Keenum, the Bills were paying him, what, $7 million a year? Was that, is that the number he had last Something year? Something like that, yeah. To never play. I, I, I'm just not that bothered by the money that these teams give their quarterbacks. It is nice to no longer be in that quarterback purgatory, but for, for instance, Brian Dable and Joe Shane, aren't they safe? If, if Daniel Jones flames out and is terrible in these next two years, they'll just pick another quarterback. They'll get another, they'll get another swing they're, in it. They're safe. They've, he's already done more with that franchise than anybody has done in a decade. I think he's safe. So, sure, Brian Dable's done a really good job. Maybe he's a quarterback whisperer. Maybe he can elevate Daniel Jones to another level even still. And it works well. And they only go on for Saquon Barkley for one year. No dead cap next year. Like None of this kills their cap or kills their franchise. It's, we had a good year. Let's run it back. See what we can do. And if Daniel Jones doesn't take a step, they're probably out in two years. And that actually is a good lead-in to bet it or forget it. Yes. Bet it or forget it. It is. is My (laughs) number one bet it or forget it for today involves this player. Daniel Jones? Bet it or forget it. Daniel Jones will play all four years of his contract in New York. I wouldn't bet that, no. You would bet against that? Yeah. I would bet against that. I would, too. For the Giants' sake, I would hope that they do move on from him after. By the way, the other option here is he plateaus, and you if you decide you want to get better, you could trade him. You could also do what they should do, and that's surround him with a bunch of weapons. The, the Giants were, yeah, I mean, a rough shape from a weapon standpoint. Injuries, Galladay was a disaster. Yeah, uh, Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. Slayton's good. Hodgins comes in for them and produces. Wendell Robinson, they liked as a rookie, but he couldn't stay healthy. They probably just got rid of Evan Engram one year before they should have. They kept him for one more year in Brian Dable's offense. Maybe it makes a big difference. So I I think the Giants are in fine shape, to be totally honest. I wouldn't bet Daniel Jones did that whole deal, though. Better to forget it. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Better to forget it. Anthony Richardson's the number one quarterback off the board. He is your riser, your combine freak riser. I will – I'll forget it. I'm going to go Bryce Young still. Hmm. I'm still going to go Bryce Young. I think – it's not impossible that it would be Richardson, but Young – it's not like he's this freak athlete and the guy that was at the top is this statue of a quarterback. Like, Young is small, but he runs a ton. He can throw out off-platform. He's got a big arm. So, I'm going to forget it. I think Bryce Young is still going to be the first quarterback off the board. I might go Richardson number two, though. To Houston. Okay. Better to forget it. The Bills will acquire a player via a trade this offseason. I will bet that. Sure. DeAndre Hopkins in the news yesterday. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be that one, though. A second in a conditional player, or a conditional picker player. It's going to be Derek Henry. Come <laughs> on. Derek Henry I'm leaving for it out future there. considerations. Uh, better to forget it. The odds on who gets Derek Henry, I saw yesterday, uh-huh. tagged you in the tweet, that yes. the favorites for Henry, all these kind of, I, I can't even really think any of them make sense, but here they are. The favorites were the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Eagles. All the good teams. Which, makes, good me, teams. which makes me think that might be 
betting that he wants to win. He's not just going to go sign with the Texans or the Bears. Right. That he will pursue a good team. The Eagles, right? Miles Sanders, a free agent. Yep. They've been mocked Bijan Robinson a lot. The Chiefs, come on. Not going to the Chiefs. No. Right? Right. He's not going to the Chiefs, I don't think. Um, I was going to say, I'm not. They are. They Listen, they've done the thing that we've been scared the Bills are going to do for all this time. They did draft a running back in the first round. Yep. And then he got beat up by a seventh round pick. And undra- right. so undrafted free agents and Jarek McKinnon. think they'd smarten up by now, but who knows? All good teams. Um, I had one more better to forget it. Better to forget it. Tua is going to be the Dolphins starter. I guess I have to bet that. Yeah, I think he will. That was the report yesterday. Mm. After there was one on the weekend that said that they were exploring all options. Well, but apparently all options did not include Lamar Jackson. It does not include Jackson. doesn't include Brady. So there have been two stories on right. Brady about maybe coming back. Colin Cowherd said yesterday or the day before he's heard Brady is not going to broadcast go to broadcasting because he thinks he still can offer something to a team. Then Brady tweeted. So Brady responded to the idea that folks should keep an eye on Miami. He said, quote, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. This freaking guy. Now, I have a question. I'm going to put my hand in the air and ask a question. Okay. I can't remember. I've had dogs. I've had cats. I've had puppies. I've had kittens. Yeah. a list of things that are difficult. Kitten's not high on the list. I'll take your word for it because I've never had a cat. But that's the that's the reputation, isn't it? You're trying to tell me Tom it's- Brady is not going to come back to football because he has a kitten? Yeah, what's he put, a, put the litter box out. Have some food out. Problem solved. You're done. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Better to forget. I've got one for you as well. One more. All this right. is my genius idea. This, oh, this is the one? All right. I'm ready. I, w- I don't know if anybody's... Sitting up. Yeah, you should sit up. I don't know if anybody's doing this yet. Went to the golf simulator yesterday. Played some golf. Mm-hmm. It was good. Good to get out there. Swing the sticks. You know, it was nice out. So it almost felt like I was going golfing when I was walking with my clubs yep. into a building to go to a golf simulator. Anyway. Nice and windy, too. <laughs> Better forget it. Golf simulators with treadmills. I want to walk between shots. Wait a minute. Come on. For... <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to walk Wait a between shots. Wait a minute. So what? You're going to have the simulator up front, and yeah. then in the back there's the treadmill, treadmill. While you're watching your buddy swing. Yeah, when he swings, I'm walking to my ball. Can you not? Take your next shot until you walk the distance no, that is no. your your ball. I'm not gonna do that. Like the, the, just, the treadmill is 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 set up so that you hit a 290 yard drive. I gotta you have walk, to walk 290? 290 yards before you get to your ball. No, I don't want to do that. I want to feel more like a player at training camp that's just trying to stay loose on the bike on the side. I want to hit the ball, and then when I, it's not my turn, I'm going to go over. And that treadmill is going to be on a constant like four mile per hour. I just step on it and I just walk, and when it's my turn, I pop off treadmill at the golf simulator come on could you do like one of those things that instead of it being a treadmill where you just you walk onto the treadmill you just it's like turf almost you're walking on turf treadmill see now we're getting somewhere yes this is don't you don't you go to the golf simulator most people don't you go to relax and have a good time and like it's a hangout right no as much as it's the practice I'm there to A, practice, B, play golf. I'm only there because I can't play outside. 
because uh-huh. there's snow on the ground and it's terrible. So I want to play golf and I want to walk and I want to I want a turf mill. Give me a turf treadmill inside the simulators. Let's go. It seems who, like who wants to invest? I, I'm not in on this. <laughs> I want I want. When I'm, when, I, wait a minute, when I'm at the golf simulator and I'm between shots, I'm there with a couple TVs on, right? You got the TV in there. You might have music playing. I don't know if like, you know this, this not, Joe. This is not, I know it's a simulation. It's not real golf. None of none of those things are going to be pushed out by this treadmill that's going to allow me to walk. I Yes, but the, the whole vibe is going to be off then. It's going to be now what I'm, I'm training rather than I want to sit back, have a, have a drink. You're In between gonna, shots, I can make fun of my buddy for shanking it off to the right. Like that's that's the golf simulator. I can do all that from that treadmill. It's just it'll it's, even have a cup holder right there for your drink. <laughs> I'm treadmill you, in the golf simulator. I think I'm on. Well, something. bring it up. Bring it up to them. See what oh, they think. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. All right, eight hundred three hundred five fifty. He's been waiting patiently. We'll go to Jim in Rochester. Jim, good morning. Go ahead. Hi guys. Hey Jim. Just uh, Lamar Jackson thing. This. This uh, smells of collusion already after one day. When have you ever seen an MVP quarterback come out on the market and all most of the teams that need quarterbacks immediately come out in the media and say they're out? I don't know if I've ever seen that ever. It's wild. It really is. It's wild that, that it happened that way. And thanks, Jim. We, we got into it a little bit that you never see – Nobody says they're out on anybody. You didn't have this many teams say they were out on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. For the the NFL reporters to get four different teams within the span of one hour, yep, basically say no, we're not going to be on Lamar. That to me is odd. Like like you said, like yes, I think it totally smacks of collusion about wage suppression, about guaranteed contracts, all that stuff. I think it's totally fair to wonder about all of that. And I, you just need. I'm I'm hoping there's a team out there that's gonna just gonna say screw it, let's do it. We'll give them the big money contract, and we'll. You, you need an owner. It's gonna be a little rebellious here. That's why. Listen, it's not not the knight in shining armor that you might want. I was a little surprised to see that the commanders were on that list, that they were not going to be interested, because of all the owners right now that you might think, let me flip off the rest of the league and just do this. Wouldn't you have thought it would have been Daniel Snyder, who's about to sell the team well, and is like mad at everybody else in the league, despite the fact that he's a, running a grotesque operation? Yeah, I wonder how much they would want to spend at all if they're trying to sell. Like, don't walk into anything in the future. Well, like the Broncos did that last year, though, right? Like middle, yeah, right mid- before a sale, sale, they gave they traded for Russell Wilson. Maybe, maybe the Waltons. Actually, the new owners might have been the ones yeah. that paid him though. Charlie writes in, Turf Mill is genius. Sign me up. Let's Turf go. Turf Mill. We'll even call it Turf Mill Golf. Turf Mill Golf. Turf Mill. You got to you gotta make it realistic, though. You got to set it up so that you're walking the same distance. Turf. Elevations and everything. I don't need that. That's that's too much. What are you... Well, that, if we're training, we're training. That's what ridiculous, about, Joe. What about rough? <laughs> what about roughs? Right. You, if you're in the bunkers. rough, Listen, the, the turf gets thicker. I don't need that. If it's sand... <laughs> no, on. Now we, All right. Hold on. Hold on. Jim writes out... Writes in. What's next? Cart simulators. Now, cart simulators. Let's let's hold on a minute. <laughs> You're telling me that if instead of a, a couch near your simulator, uh, there were two carts and you got to jump in and jump out of the cart, you tell me you wouldn't sit in that and think it was cool? I'm into this actually. I like this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Replace the chairs with the carts. 
Now you want a cart simulator. Yeah. You don't want a turf treadmill, but you have a cart. Yeah, give me the cart simulator. I'm in. I'm into that. It's ridiculous. That's I my I was trying to bring that's up a, ridiculous. A serious idea here. <laughs> we'll get a break in eight oh three. The links at Turf Mill. Richard writes in. Boom. Already. Wow. We're, we're rolling. You better trademark that. Quick. Investors. Investors. DM me for the links at Turf Mill. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, we're very late because uh, we're taking so many calls about golf simulators and treadmills. The links at yeah, turf mill, turf mill. Yeah, you like it? Nah. March eighth. You're trying to make me walk on the days where I don't have to walk. You know, something to do. Um, what else? We've got the Players Championship this weekend. Big golf weekend. Yeah. Um. F1 off this week, right? After Bahrain. F1 is a funny sport because you go imagine going to opening day and you don't know how your team is going to be. You think like, yeah. We'll see how we are. Yeah, and you have then no you, idea. you play one game and it's not overreacting. It's like, oh, well the season's over. George Russell from <laughs> if you're, uh, Mercedes said that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Red Bull, they won the title. Yep. It's over. McLaren like, yep. All right, looks like we're going to finish in dead last. Yep. <laughs> it's over. Have a good season. Someone, you know, whatever. Something Since they changed the rules. Like this right. is why you need fantasy. This is why you need betting. Yeah. Although betting Stay with the interested. same team wins all the time is kind of tough. That's true. Uh, it's Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe. One quick point on the Daniel Jones contract. So I mentioned four years, $160 million. Yeah. Someone wrote in to me. Bob wrote in. It's a fun discussion about the quarterbacks and the money they get. Dak Prescott, four years, 160 Same deal. Not the same deal. Daniel Jones has 82 guaranteed. Dak Prescott got 126 guaranteed two years ago. Mm. Passage of time. Do not get bent out of shape about these quarterback contracts. Next year, you'll do it all again if you keep being stunned by how much money is guaranteed. Most guaranteed money. Daniel Jones got 82. Deshaun, 230. Kyler Murray, 190. Kirk Cuz, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, 165 guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers, 150 guaranteed. Josh Allen, 150 guaranteed. Mahomes, 141. Sorry, it was a half a billion dollar contract. Might not have been all guaranteed, but let's be real. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Might as well all be guaranteed money. Does Daniel Jones sound crazy when it's half of all those? It's not as bad all of a sudden. Then again, we'll probably get like 10 different versions of what the contract is. We'll get a break in. We're late again. Who even knows? I can't even blame Howard anymore for how late we are. It's terrible. 
Yeah, we're late. All right, we'll get a break. 803-0550 to throw a thought in on the Sabres, on kicking goals in. Dallas is in town. It's going to make some people mad. Dallas. That's tomorrow here on WGR. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 